pardon if I don't sound super hype right now, but that is the dream that corporate America will have on your life. All right. Anyway, recording this on my 15 minute break. Uh, El Camille, a two part episode, I guess. Uh, the first part was recorded October 2015, second part was recorded February 2017. Uh, a whole lot of time in between that. Um, I mean, there are like two different interviews. One is kind of like just regular and just kind of basic, and the second part is more personal. Her new album. Heirloom just dropped March 6th. It's a very good album. Uh, an album I highly vouch for. You know, I don't I don't vouch for no bullshit on here. So listen to this episode, get to find out about her, some of who she is. Listen to Heirloom, find out a whole lot more about who she is, you know, over some dope ass beats. And what else is there to say? I mean, she's a friend of the family. She's not only a, a talented MC, um, good sister, uh, you know, extended family, the whole kit and caboodle. Somebody we have a personal relationship and somewhat of a working relationship with. And, you know, maybe one day I'll be executive producer or something for one of her projects that's like a goal of mine not for her but just in general uh to say that i executive produced a classic album um that's all just to like not even for like money purposes etc etc i just want one day for there to be like a really dope album that i had something to do it creatively like i don't make beats i don't rap i don't do anything with the creation of music but, you know, I think I could put a good project out or a great project out or, you know, I could be behind the scenes, you know, helping a good project come out, you know, given my ear is what it is. And, you know, given my creative ideas are what they are from time to time. But anyway, do enjoy this episode. Um, more than likely, I'm going to be attending this Il Camille heirloom dinner this evening um, at the time of this recording I think it's it looks like I saw a picture of the place it looks like uh, the place it's either there or it's very nearby the office uh, for the Insecure show where Issa Rae works on the show it looks like kind of similar uh, similar building and whatnot, but it's definitely, you know, in that same part of town. Alright, so, uh, well, holler, child. Thank you again for tuning in. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I know I don't drop these weekly, but I'm going to try to, you know, keep the inspiration going for you, the people. With no further ado, El Camille, two-part episode. Uh, in 2015, the album was called Illustrated B-Sides. Then we jumped into Heirloom 2017, and, you know, here goes. Talk to y'all soon. Peace. All right. Thursday throwbacks in the building. Uh, we have none other than introduce yourself. I'm Yo Camille. Uh, <laughs> let's see. If, if you're from L.A., you probably know who Il Camille is. If you're not from L.A., you should know who Il Camille is. And hopefully this will be the episode that gets you up on who Il Camille is. 
tell everybody who is Il Camille. What does Il Camille do? Um, Il Camille is a rapper. Well, I'm gonna say an MC. I'm an MC, and uh, I'm a big sister. I'm a writer. I'm a foodie. I'm a West Coast representer. So, yeah, but I rap though a lot. Just all around friend of the family. Uh, you guys haven't heard from my wife in a while, but she's in the building today. Say hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, so let's let's start by the story of how did you get introduced to El Camille's music? I was introduced, okay, Ron, DJ Artistic, hey. was DJing on Homegrown Radio. So, you know, he was telling everybody to tune in, tune in. I knew about Homegrown, but I hadn't really tuned in yet. So he was DJing, and I was listening, and it was the episode where Ilka Mill was on there. I think this was right before the pre-write yeah. came out. Dang. Yeah, you were on there being interviewed, and then they played some tracks. And I was like, oh, this is good. One track good, two tracks, three tracks, okay. Sounds good. So then I started doing my research from there. Found some stuff online that she's done um, prior to the pre-write. And then checked out the pre-write, and I loved it. And I've just been a fan ever since. And that's how I started. 2011, this one, like when we first got together, this one would not stop bugging me about Il Camille. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I and I was like, and I was like, it's cool, but like I'm not from the West Coast. Like it's it was like a little foreign to me. And it, then it definitely grew on me by the time uh, Illustrated dropped the first one. So now we got Illustrated B sides coming soon. Yeah. But uh, we've come to talk today to start about drum roll, please. The, the first album you want to discuss. The Listening. The Listening by Little Brother. Yes. Uh, let's start. What is your history uh, with this album? Like, how did you get hip or, like, when did you discover? Because uh, I can almost guarantee my history is, like, earlier than maybe everybody's at the table. Maybe Ashton uh, might have the same history as me, but. Okay. Are we when, starting with the guests? Oh, with me? Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, well, shoot. Um... <laughs> I was first introduced to Little Brother by my homeboy at a high school, um, Rick Hughes. He actually like produced on this project that I have going, but he's such a like a uh, just a hip hop enthusiast, crate digger type of dude. Like he prides himself on knowing about you know music first. So we fresh out of high school, and I think this is when me, him, Sour Milk, and a homeboy Micah was just like, yeah, we need to be in, a, in in the music industry some kind of way. Sour Milk, his brother was already with with power, but Sour Milk was like, yeah, I need to, you know, just crate dig a little bit more, and and I'm gonna help Rick with his production and woo woo woo. So we talking, and then they bust out this project on me. And they're like, yeah, this is a little brother. This is Knife Wonder, Fonte, and um, um, what the fuck? I'm a big Poo. Big Poo, right? And I'm like, okay, that's what's up. They press play on me, and I had the same feeling that I felt when I first heard Slum Village. Like, it felt like that's that. That's like nuts. Because that's my connection to it, too. Really? Yeah. Seriously. See, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like since that feeling is not like exclusive to me, then that's how you know it's a classic. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not the Definitely only one talking about it like that, you know? But every track, I went from being up to down to like feeling like I went with one of them on uh, <laughs> what's that far Nobody away? Nobody but you? Oh. Um, 
You're so far away from me. Yeah, yep. that one. I was like, God damn. To wanting the whole instrumentals. And then the instrumentals exist somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I got them. Oh, okay. Oh, I did. I dug for them. I got them, and then collecting the vinyl, and then one going to every little brother show that we would have in California. I think I was chasing them all over the place. You know, fresh out of high school, I'm like, I ain't got no job. Like, <laughs> I'm about to go be a hip hop person. <laughs> little brother got me through. I swear, from like 2003 to like 2006, I didn't stop playing it. Yeah. So my Definitely. personal history is a little bit different. I'm a I'm a like internet person. Like my, my joke is, I pay rent in my apartment, but I live on the internet. All right. <laughs> right. So like 2002, 2001, 2002, there was this. I don't even think it exists anymore. There was this website called. Were you familiar with the John.com? No. The John. The John.com. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> random people like this. It might have been a uh, DJ Brainchild who I talked about on the Neptunes episode. But him and some other people, and uh, I think the one producer, aside from Ninth Wonder on the album, his name was Eccentric. He's a lawyer now. Um, and when you when you hear that, where Fonte says at the beginning, this is for fucking Gerald, like Fonte was not happy, because this was the era when, like, leaks and everything wasn't, wasn't like, happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, a leak was considered like a breach and like you know we gonna sell out when it's ready right. but like the dude at Century he was like so excited about what they was doing. I mean they're all good now but back then it was like you you leaking our stuff like Ooh. like yeah like uh so the john.com they had three songs whatever you say the yo-yo and speed those are those are the first three yeah. and just I I was just telling everybody I you know I could like check for this check for this check for this and then i think hiphopsite.com had like the uh like the early copy for sale and uh, i bought it then and but yeah i was i was very very early and little brother died for everybody since okay yeah um yeah. i'm not gonna say without little brother there wouldn't be an ill camille because of course because of course you were inspired by tons of people right but they were the absolute first internet breakthrough act. Yeah. They they were the absolute first people to say, you know, we can use the internet to sell our stuff to, to gain our recognition. Right. And you know, it didn't quite you know work out. You know, because they were they were like the earliest adapters. It didn't it didn't work out so great for them until they got with Atlantic for them to get like that really bigger buzz. But they were the absolute first ones to start. Uh, building their name up Damn. through the internet, like 2001. Damn, is, yeah. they they were they were the absolute first, and that's why we have a arguably everybody else who's built their name up. Yeah, uh, from the internet after that. But yeah, it was just my experience with that album was it was refreshing at the time. It was some of the craziest production I had ever heard. Like I was yes. a I was in college. I wouldn't go out. Uh, Friday nights, like I was, on, I was a nice wonder, and I and I don't mean to take up the whole, you know, episode with all my talking. But I was like a nice wonder stand. Like he had this, uh, he had this radio show live from I believe it was Duke University, where like every Friday night he would just play like stuff he was working on, or and man, that, I mean I was a Justice League, yes, dude, yeah. like yeah. Caesar Comanche. Yes. Uh, legacy, <laughs> median, like all of them. Yes. I was 
Edgar Allan Flow. I was I was there for that. I was that was my thing in two thousand one to like two thousand three. Um, so yeah, uh, around the table, standout songs from the album. For me, whatever you say, that's the first song I ever heard. And like you said, it was just when you heard that, it was nothing like it. Like I literally had chills. Yes. Like it just changed everything for me from that moment on. So for me, whatever you say, for sure. I still, I, I think far away. Okay. Still far away. Just like I don't know. It was just it was just properly executed. I've never heard. Um, MCs in a collective like that be so transparent. You know what I'm saying? Normally collectives are like very like they feed off each, feed off each other in terms of like skill and performance. So it's very like technical. Like let's just see who has the best verse. But this was like heartfelt, like introspective, and I'm like I've never heard men talk like this on on, on a record um, in a long time, and not as a group. I just I don't know. And with the, with the proper Beats to score everything too, like everything match everything. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. That that project is crazy. And then of course, like I'm fresh out of high school, so at the time I'm listening to it, it's like that's when I'm really coming into like being who I am. And the more that I knew who I was, and this album started to resonate with me, I realized like, oh, this is me. There's a reason why I listen to this specific type of music. There's a reason why these messages are hitting me at the core. Like, I started like really identifying with messages in music, you know. Um, and little brother, they just covered all bases for me. Like, they didn't leave the women out. Mm -hmm. They didn't leave the family out. They didn't leave the MCing out. They like it didn't miss. It didn't miss a beat. Oh, like I still think about that album. Like that's just a, I don't know. It was it's there too was good. my personal highlight is Shorty on the lookout. Just that's the, the drums are so. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to curse, but they so effing hard on that song. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm a curse. They was so fucking hard on that <laughs> <Yeah>. song. <laughs> like I still listen to that. Like that's one of the hardest beats ever. But what I appreciated about the album it was it was like you said it was something for everybody. There was not like you couldn't place them in a box. You couldn't yeah. say like, "Oh, this is this kind of hip hop," or it's yeah. just quality, quality rap and quality beats. It was like before that, it was like you kind of had to place yourself somewhere. Like you're either gonna go commercial or you're gonna go like strictly underground. These are just everyday dudes talking about their lives, yes. troubles with women they were having, just their appreciation for just living life and just trying to you know figure out their way in the world and what I, what I also appreciated listening to the album yesterday uh, for this for this show the album was a big love letter to golden age hip hop yes like the the first song groupies like he did the uh, ladies love me girls adore me rock yes. bass yes uh, whatever you say the outro was like Eric B and Rakim yes. paid in full yes, 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 then yes. then the song that paid tribute to everybody like LL Cool J mm -hmm. uh, what was it called So Beautiful or whatever then yeah. they did the Diggable Planets thing at the end yes then uh, the last song uh, it was like the they reminisce over you uh, tribute basically oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the P-Rock sample and yeah. all that mm -hmm. it was like I was yeah I was listening to the album yesterday like like it didn't really hit me when the album came out but I was like this is like really like just them showing their appreciation for everything that came before them so if you had to pick a song uh, for to play for the podcast what would it be you get the choice as a guest 
Let me get the titles properly right. First of all, it's called <laughs> Away From Me. Far Away. It's not the hell, what the hell the name of the song is. I say the yo-yo. All right, let's do it. The yo-yo. One of the first three songs that I heard from Little Brother. Let's go with that. Yeah, yo, Tay, man. Let me, let, me, let me put you on to something, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of these, these girls, you know what I'm saying? They trying to play a nigga for the herd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they find out nigga MC. They want to be all up in the videos and shit. You know what I'm saying? We need to sit down, me and you have a chit chat Let's talk about friends and define that Let's talk about us, never mind that Let's talk about trust with your mind that So you looking for a man, won't find that Had a good thing here, let's rewind facts Believe me, I know all about the mother cats How they all played the game just to get to you Spitting all in my ear what you liked, who? Tickled your fancy, who you would invite to? Be yours, I pin verse Quote verses with purpose, so nervous. I wrote urges, I spoke shy, you spoke lie, we spoke by. Up until this year, when I saw you, you saw me, we walked on by till you found out I MC. Uh, now you only like, yo, 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 yeah, yeah, okay, alright. Y'all know the niggas that I'm talking about. The ones that y'all be seeing at the coffee house. Soon as they get the mic, I start walking out. I swear that they skills the most talk about. It's time to bring the MCs on. I'm sick of niggas looking bitch trying to read poems. They try to battle me with sandals and capris on. Come on, dawg. I'm about to get hyped with this. Shed some light to this. So called black righteousness. Even though y'all niggas might not cuss like me. End of the night, y'all just trying to fuck like me. So what's the reason for the hating? Niggas with dreads calling themselves gods. With white girls named Caitlyn. And I'm cool with interracial dating. But I ain't about to hit no fucking speech just cause I wanna have some bacon. I rock and swerve, that's why I can't fuck with coffee houses, man Get on my goddamn nerves, and deep down y'all know that I'm right Man, shit, I'm about to kick some trick daddy next board unite Like, my black queen, don't know nothing, nigga Yo, 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 Niggas wanna come on my face, mad cause I'm making moves and they running in place In my face like, yo, 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 yo Niggas wanna come in my face, fuck that tofu, I need a pork chop on my plate Like this, nigga, this, nigga, this, nigga, this, One, two, one, two, coming through Lil' brother, knife wonder, Pooh Bear, Fonte and a door on the track with it. And we run it like, y'all know how we do. Every time we come through. Yeah, 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 yeah. WJLR continuous Justice League hits. That was the Yo-Yo by Little Brother. Uh, what we got coming up next is uh, Short in the Lookout. Yes, this is yours truly, uh, Skeeter Mac, coming from way back, because I'm black and I'm all black. All right, so my album of the day that I want to discuss is 
you can kind of say that there is a similarity between the listening where it's just one producer, you know, but this is only one MC. So, but this, and this is a West Coast album. Well, it's not a West Coast album. Like, you don't hear it and think West Coast, but it came out of the West Coast. Uh, Blue in Exile, Below the Heavens. This wasn't, this was an album that had a pretty big impact on me when it came out. This was something I had not heard anything, I hadn't heard anything like this album uh, when it came out. Maybe not since the listening. Like, this was 2007. I heard, like, the lead copy before it hit stores. But when it came out, it was like... there was. I feel like there was a definite drought at that point with the, the kind of music that I like. I don't remember where music was, but, like, there was a whole, like, snap era. And I don't have nothing opposed to that, but, like, I'm not... I don't hate, like, Franchise Boys or D4L or none of that, but it wasn't my type of music. Right. Uh, per se, but then when Blue and Exile came out, it was like my type of music is back, okay. And it came at like a very, very, very uh, I don't know what the right like at a perfect time in my life, like when I was going through things that was being discussed on this album. Like, I'm not gonna go too far into details, of everything, but if you go back and listen to uh, Blue and Exile, The Good Life. That first verse, that's what I was going through. Okay. I was going through that at the time. Uh, and then just the, the impact. I'm not going to say the impact that the album has had, but down the line, uh, the people that were featured on this album went on to, like, out of this world. Uh, Miguel and Aloe Black were on that album. Yeah, yeah. And they're, like, they're pretty close <laughs> to A-list. Miguel is A-list. Aloe Black is close enough to A-list. Right. To where, you know, and it's, this is all starting from like an underground album. I mean, Aloe Black had been working with um, Exile for some time, but you know, Miguel was just this this singer out of nowhere who's now like one of the uh, leading guys. So, do, do y'all have any memories of this album? Yeah, some um, some memories of it because um, it seemed like everybody around me was like Blue and Exile heads. Yeah. Um, and I was like, are you guys on the bandwagon or let me see? And I think I did press play on a few Blue songs independently of Exile. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like on a standalone basis, Blue is dope. And mm-hmm. then them as like a duo, they seem to complement each other well. And I, I forget what song I heard. And I was like, oh, I'm rolling with them. I seen them at um, the Observatory okay. in Orange County. And then I met Exile, and then I met Blue, and then I'd seen Blue perform one of his verses off that project at True Studios, and I was like, oh, it's even better in person, like, right here. It's like, ew, okay, I get it. So, yeah, um, I think I think I'm going to revisit it because I trust your taste in music. It's, it's a hell of an album. And for you to be like, oh, it hit me, like, <laughs> that was my life. Like, yeah. I'm good. I do that. Like, I only listen to albums that do that now. Mm-hmm. It's a very soulful album. I know you, you're all about soul music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a very soulful album. And not not to say, you know, white people don't have soul, but Exile is a hell of a producer. Super soulful. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's he's Ooh. out of this world. Like, the way he flipped the damn Grover sample for the Iron Blue, I don't know if you remember that song. Mm-hmm. But there, there's a song on there where it's like Grover from Sesame Street. <laughs> it is a sample going I am blue and then blue is just rapping about like 
rapping about like himself that's or whatever. Incredible. It, it's it's incredible. That's dope. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's it's one of one of my favorite that. albums of the last. Yes, yeah, from the last decade. Definitely one of my favorite albums of the past decade. You? Like you said, I need to revisit it. Okay. Um, but Dancing in the Rain for sure. I think Great that's song. that's the first one I heard. That I definitely got remember, me through a lot. Yeah, I still remember that song. That production is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, that will definitely be a sound for me. So for anybody who's unfamiliar with Blue and Exile, here goes my song of the day. That is going to be... Uh, I think it's called, because there's a song called So Amazing and then Soul Amazing, I think. Anyway, we're going to go with Soul Amazing, Still Blazing. And then at the end, you hear like the, uh, I believe it's Exile on the, on the DJ and cutting up the. Sound like Rock. <laughs> no, cutting up the Africa Bambada. Oh. Like zen, 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 zen. So, so just listen for that. Uh, and then we'll come right on back and we'll take it up out of here for the day. Tensing to describe how my line's ending Your fine imprint Describe to your mind's index My line chin checks and shine through your blinds instant The sun syndicate Fat as biggie with no pun intended No pun intended to live I pick up where we slid and run endless Till I buckle and become windy And all the air from my, my lungs slips into the sky like weed smoke My peoples need hope and I'm the one with it The soap provider Cold as fire, hot as ice Rock the mic till I retire, die the son of Christ Coming one with life and live like death is uncertain One curtain left and I'ma die with my gun bursting Sun cursing till I must become one with the earth Heaven and hell, I conquer whichever comes first Known to rebel, my soul a la mode uh, My soul a la mode The soul provider I'ma hit you with the words that'll make your soul vibe Sacred living, sinning like you can't forgive them Suspended time when my time's been rhyming about nonsense Like saving religion, drink sipping, letting my mind spin Thinking about my mom and pops, how they design this Nigga, a mixer, Al Green and Pac Rockin' soul tracks, rapping about surviving on the block Black top, asphalt talk, walking through the fire like a So provider, papa made a dope rhyme, I'm a Ghetto nigga, sipping liquor in pajamas Not old enough to rock clubs, but still do Real soul provider, got an L crew and best believe they whip me in the city like sex Metropolitan connects plus the steel crew Still do dirt, baggy jeans and my ill blue shirt Feeling fresh, yes My ex kill the keys, I'ma ease through your soul like you blowing trees Best believe the soul provider
I blow grips on Knocking Superman off his feet with his kicks on Niggas keep my shit on repeat Ain't no matter what song I get on Shit on beats, pull out my dick and take a piss on trees I'm raw dog in it, look My rhyme lines flow sweeter than swine So any mic that I find, I got the right to be hogging it Talking shit loud, mouth wild out, starting it Alcoholic slaughter in my vocab department So pardon if my talking is slurred Pants sagging, hands grabbing on my nuts Clutch sparking my herb, relaxed lingo B-flow ghetto was black bingo Redefine the lines of rap singles The soap provider, hold the mic and open fire Drop my nuts, I give a fuck about a pro hire the new P to CL was exiling BL We bang jeeps to break beats, blaze trees and females You ain't me, it's the S-O-U-L Provide Joe mind with a West Coast soul vibe Uh, it's the S-O-U-L Provide Joe mind with a West Coast soul vibe Yeah, the soul provider So we're going to take it up out of here for the day. We thank you, Il Camille, for coming through. Thank you. Uh, tell the people where they can find you, your stuff, your your whole everything. My whole everything. Well, I have a website, um, a lot of material on there from my you know previous endeavors. Um, it's ilcamillemusic.com. Um, I like that bio on there. Who, who, who wrote that? <laughs> You know, I think I think it was you. I can't be too sure, but that's probably like one of my best bios ever written. Oh, my services are cheap if you're listening. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Brother Jesse. Yeah, I, I don't do the you know I don't do the homie favor for everybody, so I will charge some of y'all. But but my my prices are still good. So holler at me. Yeah, if you're listening. My auntie even says your your bio writing was great. Uh, I'm gl- I'm she glad. Like, Shout out. This is so on point with the information and the way. Well, I swear to God, she called me and told me this. Shout out, Auntie. <laughs> Shout out, Auntie. So, ilcamillemusic.com. Yeah, ilcamillemusic.com. Twitter, at ilcamille. That's I-L-L-C-A-M-I-L-L-E. Instagram, ilcamille. I'm on SoundCloud, uh, Reverb Nation, Rap Genius, YouTube, ilcamille. It's all the same. Sometimes people separate the ill and Camille, whatever it is. It's all the same. You'll find me. I'm on there. Holla. All right, we got to put you on the spot. When okay. is the album coming? Now. The Illustrated B-Sides. <laughs> January 8th. It's done now? One more song. Okay. One more song, January 8th. We're yeah. going to hold you to that. Yeah, for sure. I'm holding myself to it. All right. <laughs> so we thank you for coming in once again. Uh, you can catch us at Thursday Throwbacks slash, no, SoundCloud.com slash Thursday Throwbacks. Uh, IlCamilleMusic.com, IlCamilleMusic.com. Twitter, Instagram, you name it. You want to leave your information? <laughs> Come on. M Z Ashton A S H T O N. On Twitter. I was trying to think. They don't need to follow you on no, Instagram. Don't she need don't need no new Instagram. <laughs> you got enough Instagram followers. Now. I really don't. And I'm but watching. I'm watching Twitter. all of them. That's my Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter. That's that coming out. <laughs> all right. Yeah, and just uh, keep tuning in. We're gonna be here every Thursday for y'all, and you know, sometimes with the guests, sometimes without. 
All right, so we thank y'all for tuning in once again. Have a great day. Peace. Thank you. Back in the building, uh, El Camille for the second time. Uh, <laughs> y'all never heard the first episode, but this one is going to come out uh, on the same day. Uh, hello, say hello to the people. What's up, y'all? It's El Camille, and I'm back. It's right. 2017, though. 2017. Uh, <laughs> the, the album is no longer called Illustrated B-Sides. It's mm-hmm. called Heirloom. Um, tell me about the process of, you know, the journey and everything that you went through from Illustrated to, well, as, as much as you care to tell people, from uh, Illustrated to Heirloom and just all, all of the experiences that went into uh, this album because I feel like it's your most personal uh, album by far. Like, all of your music has been personal, but this one is just, you know. Yeah. Every I, song, I feel like. I don't think I had a choice you know um in the matter um i switched the name from illustrated b-sides to heirloom because it felt like that's what i was creating for myself and what the other people on the album were helping me create i felt like they were um helping me create something that i could pass down and reference and be proud of and keep in my family and so the people on my project like were like family you know, we relied on each other. I relied on them a lot. And Illustrated B-Size just didn't seem like a fitting name. And I felt like that, like internally. But um, it was Battle Cat who brought it to my attention. He was like, you never, you've never done a mixtape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You've never done a mixtape. So why would you assign such a mixtape name to a project that is so introspective, personal, right. and deep rooted in your family, and when as soon as he thought, as soon as he said that, it was almost like that's exactly what I needed. So literally, like towards the tail end of the project is when I made the name switch. And as soon as I told other people, you know, who are involved, you, uh, my cousin, like it made sense. Mm-hmm. You know, sir was like, hell yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Just people were on board, and I think they understood sonically the name and, you know, the music, I think, needs to match, right? So, yeah. shit, like, that's why I did it. <laughs> Sir, as in Seven Sundays, go check for him. For real. Uh, let's see here, so... Is it cool if we go live? Uh, for sure, yeah. Okay. I mean, this is pre-recording, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's go live. Like Bill O'Reilly said, fuck it, we'll go live. You remember that? <laughs> Yeah. It was like it was on an old Absol album too. Um, we in here, I guess we busting out this interview. Yep. What's going on? Shout to my brother crib. Jesse. Hey, live from the crib. Hey, people in the room. All right, we're gonna go live on my. Shout phone out to too. the homeboy Ron Free Nationals. I know y'all coming out with an album. Oh, What's send up, me that Escalade? album, Free Nationals. Salute y'all. I want to hear the album. <laughs> I'm, I'm not nobody. Don't send me the album. Yes, he is. He's um, written some of the articles, y'all. You feel me? Yeah, oh, so salute y'all for that album though. Uh, Malibu is an amazing piece of work. My number one album of 2016. But anyway, um, all, all right, right. So we're continuing this interview here. So um, let's see here. So yeah, you were talking about the uh, experiences that you know went into the album. Yeah. Uh, specifically 2014. That was a very difficult year. Because I experienced a lot of loss in terms of like actual people. Um, you know, I lost my grandmother who raised me, my grandmother and my dad like months apart. So it was like my best friend and my pillar, 
you know, both left my life and both of them were very encouraging about the music. I felt like they knew anything else I was trying to do. Like I was trying to go in the corporate world. Um, I was trying to do all that shit and it just never panned out. And they would always tell me like, you're not doing what God wants you to do. Obviously, because it's not, it keeps, it keeps failing. So to have those two people who were reinforcing, um, me following the path leave, I felt like I'm about to get off the path. You know, it's, it's so easy to get off. So I didn't have my support system um, and those two people present. And then the day of my dad's funeral, my Uncle Sammy died. And that's who was another big music guy, heavy in the jazz, like took my mom and my daddy in sixth grade to the Playboy Jazz Festival. That was their first date, you know. So to have him you know, die the same day as my dad. And then my grandmother, I was, I was, I was fucked up. I ain't going to lie to you. And then, then I didn't care about rap. I didn't care about this shit. Mm-hmm. I cared about hip hop. Cause it's just something, it's a part of me, but I didn't care about actually doing rap music, um, at all because it seemed like it was so hard to get ahead. It's so hard to like, have people understand what I'm trying to say and appreciate it without trying to make me into something and just, just listen. So it just seemed like it was difficult for, um, 2014 was just a difficult year, man. My best friends, like some of them, like I ain't fuck with. It seemed like they didn't understand what I was trying to do and, you know, having no money. It was just like a lot of stuff going on, you know? So 2014 was the year of, I want to say loss for me. Ironically, in 2015, with all the loss, I found a way to push through it. And I almost like felt like my dad was like, girl, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you've heard my album. Uh-huh. You heard clip from my dad on the last song uh-huh. where he was asking about the videos and the music. My dad was full-blown stage four cancer at that point asking me about my shit right you know you and chemo you you know you going through a lot like the audacity you know of you to be concerned about me more than yourself right you know um so that's what kept me going and even inspired me to finish this project i owed it to myself i owed it to the people around me even you like telling me to push through ashton like my parents, everybody, I owed everybody the respect, you know, to say I appreciate you helping me get through 2014 because it almost, man, I couldn't fuck with it. I almost didn't make it. I yeah, ain't gonna very, lie. Uh, supportive family. They, I remember they were all at the, the Redondo <laughs> show. They came through deep. Yeah. For that show with uh, Sugar Free and was it E40? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they, they come through. Like, one of my managers is my cousin, DJ mm-hmm. Shanks, you know. He used to be an MC and make beats. Him and my cousin Dave had a group called Black Community. They was my favorite group besides Dog Pound and Slum Village. Like, you couldn't tell me shit about them. So I just feel like with all the musical influence and the spirit and, you know, and then making sure I stay true to, like, my ancestry, like, they going to be around. That's my foundation. You know what I'm saying? They actually is the reason why I rap, like. They knew before me this is what I was supposed to do. So, shit. Okay. Um, so, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's a very, 
a very serious album uh, compared to uh, your past work. I think uh, Almost There might be like the most kind of like upbeat song. Yeah, Live It Up too. Yeah, Live It Up as well. But I was, I was going to say Live It Up is uplifting, but it, it still has that like dark feel. Uh, mm. Like what, I guess, you know, where did all of the emotion, I mean, I know where the emotion came from your personal experiences, but was there like a, a dis, you know, just a flat out, decision as you were recording like oh this is the path that we're gonna go no i just did what i what i felt you know i let the spirit and my feeling guide me and everything so i don't have i didn't like plan out like i'm gonna talk about love i'm gonna talk about sex i'm gonna talk about loss i literally did those records um based on what i felt at the time like i feel like your music or whatever you're doing should be reflective of the time mm -hmm. not just like the world but the space and mental space and you know spirituality that you're in so you're hearing me you know and I feel like a lot of artists don't put themselves in their records so I have a moral obligation um to put that on my record so if it sounds dark which I don't think it sounds dark I just think it's honest I mean the feel <laughs> the feel of like the beats and the production and they're heavy you know, I like yeah. heavy drums okay I like I like bass lines you know I don't like no light in the ass beats <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's not my that's not my deal so I like soulful music I like things that hit you in all parts of your body especially your heart so I'm gonna rap over that stuff you know that's that's just what it is for me uh tell me about uh the message behind your first single almost there Shoot, um, I was having a conversation with Sir. Um, we was at his house. We did the bulk of the recording at his house in Inglewood, and we were just talking about all the things that he had accomplished on the low. Like, Sir's a very accomplished writer, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and an engineer. And I felt like he was on the brink of something. And then he was like, yeah, but you are too. I just peppered him. Blessed. So blessed. So, let me tell you this here. See my soul not for sale. And all you don't want no beef, nigga. I'm way too rare. Yeah, I'm way too real. I've been scratching the surface and mama needs new nails. So tuck your fine jewels, either you sink or you swim. I've been a rider since tricycles with two pigtails. A magnetic so suckers repel. They fall back from where they came, the same cloth as the grace. That's why every beat lays stuck. This is a state of an emergency. We need the truth with all urgency. So much dialogue about balling and currency. That being a broke Negro can be discouraging. I'm still at it though. I'm from the tribe of I hustle like I'm slanging bags of dope On the curb, I came up from the turf With the breeze and bomb palm trees Make it picture perf I went through a lot of hurt Now I'm trying to get them dollars Holla at you on the first You're trying to get these pennies Say brother, I'm trying to work I'm trying to earn My spot up next to Hover either Heaven or earth A lot of heart under my shirt Being famous has its perks I'm just a regular person Why you mad? I'm fulfilling my purpose If you ain't keeping shit straight You'll get curved quick, but in the end, it's all worth it. We almost dead. Pay attention, pay dues, no walking blindly. Everything gon' be alright, it's all about timing. Keep pushing, cause we're almost dead.
was the silver lining Forever I'll be grinding Product of a conflict in a faster winter college Name names baby, Big Mike's daughter I be making sure my chakra and my aura is in order So color me bad Shell toes with no white Dipping through traffic in high contrast So when go for living fast then my soul dies slow And this little light of mine wouldn't shine no more What it is, skin shade of a penny, seen plenty Jody's in the vets, walking up out of that clinic They can't afford to not afford I can't afford to not record And we're sitting up in prison and in court But someday I'll push a force Nice floors, wood grain, with a turquoise grain The mark the day that I came It was 12-15, born in a year with a boy That's why I always stay the course We're almost there No walking blindly Everything gon' be alright It's all about timing Keep pushing cause we're I'm about to hop in this rocket and punch it Head to the function, man, I swear A nigga be lunching I'm being ready with my fit on Gassed up early in the morning I already know the trip long But I'm ready to leave the solar system Sensei, no, I'm on the way He can already sense it He been waiting for my return since my last visit Hit the sky, oh me, oh my How do I miss it? Mission is unclear But even without my vision, I had a dumb year Close my eyes and listen, all I hear is keep going So I keep rolling at light speed Until I reach the shooting star that I have in my reach Preach I see you on your way too I pray when you arrive, you're happy with where your heart take you In the meantime, protect your three eyes and never rewind I'm in the sky, feeling fly, cause I'm almost there No walking blindly Everything gon' be alright It's all about timing Keep pushing cause we're all start thinking like well yeah tiffany goucher is too and that's his cousin and then amazing Pre- artist amazing right right and preston is and the free nats homie shout out everybody is kind of like moving in sync with the with each other so i was like all right um so that triggered the record i recorded it without him and then he jumped on the hook so when i went to mind design's house he got on the keys and he went where he wanted to go, but it sounds it sounds it sounds uplifting, right? Just the like the neck and instrumental alone, mm-hmm. it sounded like promise. So that's why we did it. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of sir, let's introduce my audience to him. What you want to play? Let's let's pick a song of his. What you want to play? Jay Z or? Can we play something off the new project? Uh, the latest one, her. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Pick a song. Let's play um Queen. All right. I, I mean, like Queen. The the young audience, y'all not gonna hear this, but you'll hear it on my podcast when it comes out. Okay. All right. Was there ever a time you didn't get it? You don't talk about life. You really live it. 
You see no need to fight your intuition But when it's right, how can you lose? You look to the stars for inner visions They tell you times get hard, but you won't ever listen They aim straight for your heart, but you won't let them live Falling apart is something you won't do So fresh, so clean I go Tell me you're ready and we could be tonight I'm down the ride if you be the guy Ooh, I think I might found me the one I do You're about as real as they come, it's true Tell me you're ready and we could be today I'll be okay if you be the way That like album was tight. Like yeah. is on my album too. Shout out to like Brother is Like. On album. All right. Uh, so talk to me about a few more songs on the album. Uh, Fight on. Oh. The next, the next song. Come yeah, on. that's the next joint. I think the money's in the room. Um, Fight on is one of my most important records. That record was done in 2014. Okay. So for it to make it through, you know, it was important. Um. When Fight On happened, I had got this beat from Kwame Ye, um, shout out to him, and I wasn't making use of it, and me and Damani have these um, sessions where we just listen to music and press play on beats, so he was looking for something to um, follow up on Thoughtful King. Uh, he was already done, so he was just like, I just want to rap on some new shit, you know? So I went through these beats, and that's the one that he chose, so he... 
he uh, set up a session at Warren Campbell's and I think we both were um, in tune with what the concept of the song should be. Mm -hmm. Um, His vices, his struggles, mine too. At that time, my brother had just, like the feds, had just came and got my brother. And actually, they came to get him on the day that I shot the Live It Up video, which is why he never showed up and my family didn't tell me. So when I found out, this is like a week later, and this is when the session for a fight on happened. I got a sibling stuck in the system, another victim, he sits in prison, awaiting his redemption. Meanwhile, I've been grinding with the hopes that the world will listen up. How does it feel to be ill when you ain't sick enough? Get over the hump is what they tell you, selling you dreams of driving beamers, but I'm compelled to tell you the truth and pray mistakes will only help you out. Gotta know self. Don't let them wear you down. It's like I got a crown on me. Try to remember what my mentor had told me digging more of the woman i'm growing into slowly i did it for the fam love my god my homie so it was heavy on my heart it was like my brother is gonna be there for a long time mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like every man i love is like going to jail like blood brother <laughs> blood brother okay. my mama's baby mm-hmm. you know so i was like i have to figure out a way to let him know i care and i'm keeping him close to me in a record so damani was like Let's do it. And we sat on it for a long time, but it was something about it that made me kept bugging him to have it for myself. (laughs) So when it came time to do this project, I asked him for the session. And then Anissa jumped on the bass line. Preston jumped on the hook. Later on, I would add Javante because I felt like he just brought such a good presence to it. And then Kiefer who works a lot with Mind Design, plays mm-hmm. keys. Kiefer added some keys to it, and it just, I mean, they'll ultimately hear it, but you heard it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you hear our hearts in that record for sure. Yep. You know, so, yeah, Fight On is next. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Hey, I'm... Cousin Tootie. Hey, Cousin Tootie. Hey, Jairus. Uh, salute, J-Mo. A great first Friday shit that he does uh, in Santa Monica. I've been working with him for a long time. Great great shit you're doing, J-Mo. Salute. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I like Trust Me. <laughs> uh, I have a question, though. Yes. What happened to Vibe Slide? Vibe Slide is actually... That's so crazy. Vibe Slide is the... PG version of Trust Me. Is they it were coming bumping. out or yeah, I'm gonna put it out. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out just cause, and that's what's produced by Kwame too. Okay, but but trust me, is like the B sides of of um, Vibe Slide. Okay. Same concept, mm-hmm. like the dude that affected my world. That yeah, I met him in in the club. You know, you never think that you're gonna meet somebody in a club, and uh, then. Yeah. You have like you think you're gonna have a one night stand with him. That was my first time. In some kind of way it ended up being a very crazy relationship. Not to be all in your business, but same night you met him? Same night. Uh, I don't know, I don't you know, we all first time make mistakes. Okay. First time but it wasn't a mistake. Because <laughs> um, I learned so much. So you're I was trying to put the listener in my mind frame, you know, I don't really go out that much. And the first time I go out, I see this old football body looking dude. And he was on me tough and I was on him tough. And that, that just, whoa, you know, 
So that's what Trust Me is about. Shout out to Amon and Mari. He produced it. Legend. Legendary producer. Vibe Music Collective. Salute. Okay, so uh, and what was the importance of making Still a Lady? Oh, God. Um, Because I feel like black women and black men need to talk more. Right. Um, From the very like bottom of their heart you know what i'm saying like damn near from their toes i feel like we we internalize so much and don't express it and that's why we don't stick together baby i'm a strong black woman strong black woman Strong black woman, wanna love you, but I don't know how. Man, security's buried in smiles. Black family died when they took you out of the house. Black man down, and you claim I don't respect you. My talk is always happy. Don't think you really love me, you hate that my hair is nappy. One day you calling me royal, then say that these hoes ain't loyal. Can I be a queen to you? What do I mean to you? If you just a Mimi, I ain't your side piece. Your mama ain't had no husband, and so you won't wife me. Black love had died apparently, and yo, it's scary to think that I could look like you when you don't cherish me. And when you get you some money, now you embarrassed by me. All the strength, all this resilience is deeply buried in me, which you inherited too. So tell me what we gon' do. I wanna have your babies, want them to look like you, want them to think, want them to speak and know they own value. I hope my son gon' get a girl, want him to love her too. She'll be a strong black woman, strong black woman. Like, I just had to. I, I just wanted to know why some black men didn't like us. Like, what? Like, how you don't like me? You know? Your mama is that. How you don't like me? Like, it was one of those things where I just needed to know for myself. And I knew it was certain women um, that I run with that wanted those same inquiries to uh, take place. Um, important questions. I just wanted to create a dialogue. And when I did the record, every time somebody heard it, it would trigger this long conversation. And I was like, okay, God, I'm on the right path because we we talking about it now, you know. And why black women sometimes reject y'all? It ain't just on y'all. We reject y'all too. I'm yep. an independent, strong black woman. Like, that ain't like... We got we to gotta use it in its proper context. So that's what that record was about. And we're going to shoot a video to that. Shout out to Dana Washington. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So uh, the concept of the show is basically, you know, you you already recorded one. Uh, you talk <laughs> about a classic album uh, yeah. that you love and, okay. and what have you. Uh, and the album you've chosen to, to discuss today is? Reflection Eternal. Album from 2000. Uh, yeah, 2000. No shots fired, but... Before 2000, before, you know, there was a... And let me know if you want me to edit this out. <laughs> but uh, before there was a Twitter where rappers could just fight with people all day. You ain't got to edit that out. We hey. know the truth. Man, man. <laughs> that brother's a legend, but he got to... <sighs> Twitter ain't for everybody. Man. But yeah, great album. Uh, great album. Fully produced by High Tech, I believe. Uh, I think it was one track... Or one or two tracks that were like co-production, but I don't know. But let's just say high tech. Yeah. Let's just say high great tech. album. I uh, worked with him since they worked on uh, Black Star together. Yes, and I have Black Star, Black Star tatted on my leg. That's how impactful 
you know? Okay, so what was it about uh, Reflection Eternal Train of Thought that, uh, you know, made you decide Ooh. to discuss this in 2017? Because the sound and the subject matter and the flow, it to me, it was the perfect blend of soul music and hip-hop. Um, not just, I don't know. Oh, and it... I'm getting all over the place, but it was rhythmic. Like, um, Talib was very much conscious of him incorporating like a lot of African rhythms, like, like the drums, you know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was like, damn, there's something different about this. And let me see, 2000, I was in high school. So, um, it just hit me. It just hit me a certain way. He spoke to the women. He spoke to the men. He spoke to his community. He spoke to hip hop people. He spoke to his ancestors. And sometimes that's hard to accomplish in in a record. So all of those elements were there, and it, it was dope. Like I listened to that show. Like it's new. So if you had to pick a song to uh, play, oh, I have I have another question. Okay. Okay. Uh, Speaking of, uh, since we're on a reflection internal topic, okay, give me your opinion on this. I don't know if you saw the recent um, thing that I, like I did an Insta video last night or what have you, uh, <laughs> talking about this. Uh, no disrespect, you know, at all to her. She's one of the, you know, queens. Nina Simone. Yeah, she's one of yeah. the queens. She did great documentary about her life. A couple of documentaries. I've only seen uh, the Netflix one, but uh, there's another documentary. But, you know, in, in 2000, when this album came out, it wasn't like quite yet you know cliche to you know mention her or you know do i'm talking about like the four woman song at the end um it wasn't like cliche yet but like what do you think of just it feels like they're just trying to make her like the only symbol like no disrespect she definitely deserves to be mentioned all the time but sometimes i feel like they try to make her the only symbol of you know powerful black woman in music from, from like that era from back then i think i think so too but i think there's another it depends for people that ain't researched then that's going to be your default artist right right for people that are researched and they choose her there is a reason you hear how she talked mm-hmm. she that's a dangerous she's dangerous right you know what i'm saying today today right, to be that voice, vocal yeah. then like that's right. dangerous some of the shit she was saying like people men women right. whoever don't have the gall to say it now so the fact that she was so firm in her position and saying it at a time where in those times um i think she's deserving of being celebrated like that you know and being dark and you know, wearing her hair natural and putting that much emotion. I, I watch her like live performances for a reason because I'm like, dang, she wasn't thinking about y'all. She, she was. No, she didn't care. She didn't care about y'all. She was in tune with herself, and that is difficult to do in front of people. Be completely yourself. All right. And it seemed like once the performance was done, she was like, oh, there's an audience. And right. man, she. That's I understand it. I understand it for the people that know her impact. For the people that don't, and you just like, hey, Nina Simone, dark skinned lady, like, <laughs> you gotta you step your bars up. That's right. all. What's up, Walter French? Well, 
That um oh Those shout out athlete. shout out Walter French. Uh, I don't think we ever met, but like Quiz mentioned you all the damn time. Like he he down with some goddamn Walter French. Uh, Quiz is the homie. Anyway, um, <laughs> so um, that leads to another question. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of like, this relates to Nina Simone. Like, how do you feel? And you you could give the politically correct answer if you like. Okay. Um, kind of like cultural appropriation. Like a big part of Nina Simone's audience was white. Yeah. And it's it's almost like they would come, you know, for the Nina Simone experience, but like they almost didn't mind how she spoke to them and how she spoke aloud. Like, like for example, one time I went to uh, see Paul Mooney mm-hmm. and, you know, before the show, there was a white guy. He was like, I'm here to get cussed out. Mm. Like, that's what I came for. I came to see him talk bad about us. Mm. And I'm just like, so like they're, you know, as far as that audience, you know, <laughs> participating in our culture and, you know, having the say on, you know, what's real and, and what's, you know, authentic and, you know, Shit, man, it's some people outside of our community that understand spiritually what we're trying to do and who Mm -hmm. we are. So why turn them away? Got it. You know, we need some of those people to carry the message forward because it's they can only talk to their people sometime. We down to one viewer? Damn, my shit is whack. No, your shit ain't whack. There's people in there. You be popping like when you by yourself. They keep joining. All right. Um, Don't leave. Big hip hop acts audience is white. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we just don't realize who we are and, you know, other people know. (laughs) And then sometimes people just want to exploit us too and they need to keep it funky about that. Right. So you will... (laughs) Damani said we in here. You will show your hand and... You know, that I'm gonna just leave it there. <laughs> Alright, so if you um had to pick a song uh, okay. from Reflection Internals album. Yeah. Good Good, good morning. Good morning. Alright, so here that goes. Not there in real is. life, not right now, but I'll yeah. back later on. Good morning. Another stop. That everybody gotta make. Whether you local or express. What's the meaning of ghetto fabulous? Not riding the back of the bus, I'm a revolutionary antagonist. Some players is mad at us for just doing our music out of love. Some underground heads is hating cause we have fun in clubs. I'm probably on some government list for my rhyme, and you a fool if you don't think that they already tapped your line. Medicine is big business, so my remedies is herbal. It's music for the people, so we reflection eternal. Listen, you hear the difference between science and science fiction. We blow it out like if you leave one every appliance in the kitchen at once. Still rolling con bud and cuban blunts. On the corner watching how kids come in. The Brooklyn for they fronts uh, Niggas run past what they need Chasing after what they want Fucking chumps You walk down the street and get jumped Brooklyn cash like to bubble out of town No looking back When you a ghetto chef You mastered the art of cooking crack Some get caught sleeping on the mother city So when they go They come back as tales of niggas we used to know Never looked up to see the stars And all their heavenly glory Just straight ahead Cause the peripheral is builders With mad stories Not floors but dramas is played out Shorties get laid out like respect and fade out like TV sets into the banks of our memory. Let it be. We'll never forget you. Lying on your deathbed asking for God to bless you. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, 
ever have you done with your life Everybody time come to be embraced by the light You're only scared to die when you ain't living right, man And putting up a hell of a fight Stay away to the ways that I'm work, 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 I need you all to be clear on exactly what I'm saying For your attention to span to understand that I ain't playing You mistaken if you somehow think it's just me you facing Staring me down while your enemy is standing adjacent My heart is racing but I know just what I stand for We chasing death carelessly like Jessica I care more who said Just because no one could understand how you speak Don't necessarily mean that what you be saying is deep uh, In case you die in your sleep you ask the Lord for a blessing Sometimes it sneak up so quiet that the silence is deafening You never know who the assassin is until it's your time to go Your life is flashing asking for forgiveness but you move too slow Now the people that you love bear the pain that you once harbored You was living for yourself so you could never be a martyr Life is hard, death is harder You somebody baby father, someone's lover Son of your mother, somebody brother, somebody nigga Now your spirit in the air like a whisper Hearing your name mentioned when we pouring out some liquor The days go by quicker and the nights don't seem to differ It's getting cold so I shivered and asked my soul to be delivered Good morning, good afternoon, good night what have you done with your life? Everybody time come to be embraced by the light You're only scared to die when you ain't living right, man And putting up a hell of a fight Stay awake to, to the ways of the world To the ways of the world Yo, the time come for everybody It ain't something you can really prepare for Yo, yo Matt Duke Rock, rock on, eh. Curtis Mayfield, rock, rock on, eh. Grover Washington, rock, rock on, eh. My Aunt Hazel, rock, rock on, eh. Big L, rock, rock on, eh. Freaky Tie, rock, rock on, eh. Javoti Green, rock, rock on, eh. Slang Time, rock, rock on, eh. We celebrate life. So tell the people, uh, you know, a little more about Heirloom when they can expect it. Uh, everybody who's on it, it's a whole laundry list of people on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, let the people know what to expect and when they can expect it. Um, Heirloom is going to drop sometime in February. Black History Month. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, even though Black History is every day and every month. But I'm dropping it then. And uh, you can expect great features from um, Georgia Ann Modro and... Um, Preston Harris and Damani and Kosi and a lot of great musicianship. Shout out, shout out to Sir who carried me all the way through the project. He let me spearhead my own thing and I respect him for letting me execute my vision. Um, my family's heavily involved. We got videos coming out. Hopefully I can get to Europe. Jakarta Records is in the room so I'm just letting you guys know I'm trying to get there. And yeah, that's what you can expect. You can expect me to like try to push this project all year long because I don't think people take take that approach anymore. You know, projects are here and gone, but this is my baby, so I'm gonna be pushing it all year long. I'm gonna give you visuals. I'm gonna give you all of me, and yeah, heirloom. Is Jakarta Records doing it? Mm, we don't know yet. Supposed to say yeah, you could say it. Oh, okay. They here, they in there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we we need. They trying to help me. They been yeah. rocking with me. They trying to help me Jakarta get to Records, Germany and all. Your, we need and that on your Bandcamp, Jakarta Records. I promise you, we need that on your Bandcamp, Jakarta Records. Anyway, um, all right. So sometime in February. Yeah, February. Final words for the day. God first. God first and uh, hip hop. 
Okay. Hip hop third, family Hip-hop second. Third, family second. <laughs> All right. So if uh, you could pick a song from the album to play, you know, for the audience, it could be one of the singles. It could be something. You know, it could be an album cut. Your choice. Just to give them a a, a snippet or a taste of what the album sounds. How I feel today. I want to hear home, produced by Georgia and uh, featuring Damani and Kosi. All right, that'll be going on the show. All right, thank you again for coming through. Wolfie Woo. <laughs> Bye, guys. Turns out right, Tiff. 
Dawn in a cafe with Bay and London Orange juice and Shondon A king humbled as a pawn I'm one with the Uno My verse so heavenly Moon stars cause ego ain't shit I'm a walking speech You hear Garvey when I speak Ancestry.com in my reach Cooley high preach My blood is poison to a leech Villagazi street over a Georgia and beat Tryna live right in a world full of wrong On a verge to merge in Johannesburg I wanna go home i